Welcome to the Gap Church Podcast, where we're filling the gap through freedom and the truth. Please enjoy this week's message. I'm super excited. Um, I think it's, it's even fitting because today is even a special Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. If you did not know, Pentecost Sunday, um, it's, it's, it's traditionally just a holiday that's celebrated, um, but it, it's, it's, it has transformed into um, a holiday that, or a day that commemorates the uh, pouring out is what I like to say, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit. And it's so fitting that we are starting this series, the Holy Spirit, today on the day of Pentecost. Look at that. We didn't even plan it. We did not plan it. Um, so I'm super excited. But I want you all to understand that um, we are in a shift in the Gap Church. Um, we are shifting um, into a level of seriousness that's very important that all of us have to understand. Um, this is why this series is very, very important because um, God is trying to do a lot of things in the Gap Church. Um, we, of course, are having a conference in about maybe like a month and a half or some more. Um, and, of course, the theme for that is Emerge and the glory will be revealed. Um, but even from the, 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 the deeper nights and what we've been having a lot, you have to understand that God is doing something very specific in the Gap Church and we cannot miss it. Um, we have to be very spiritually in tune unless we will miss it. Um, and when I say miss it, it's not necessarily that it can blow by. It's more so that you may be a casualty, God forbid. Um, and so this series is just a series just to start us off into what is going to be a, a season of intentional spiritual growth. Can we say amen to that? intentional spiritual growth. You see, the Lord is trying to do something specifically, and it's been confirmed multiple times in the past few months in the secret places of the Gap Church members. Why is that very important? Because as we're asking God to shine his light and for us to be emerged, you have to understand that he's going to bring to light the weaknesses in our lives. A lot of times the weaknesses are usually the areas that people cannot see, right? And so the thing is that there's going to be a testing of spiritual integrity in these next two months. Spiritual integrity. Yes, you come on the altar and pray, but is that what your life reflects at home? Yes, you serve, but are you really someone who serves the community outside regardless? Yes, you're nice to people in church, but is that how you are outside? It, it, there's a spiritual integrity check that's going to happen, and we have to be very, very vigilant and be very, very like intentional in this season. Amen? All right, cool. So, like I said, the new series today is Holy, the Holy, period. All right, cool. Let's just hop right into it. Let us open our Bibles to Acts 2. Acts 2, verse 17. I'm going to read to 21. Acts 2, verse 17. A lot of us know this scripture very, very well. Uh, how much time do I have? I want to make sure I know. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Thank you. <clears throat> who's, who's there? Who's there? Y'all there? Cool. All right, so we're in cool. <clears throat> so I'll read. I'm reading from New King James Version, so I should be able to sync up. It said, And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men's servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they shall prophesy. 19, I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, 
blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great awesome day of the Lord. 21, and it shall come to pass to whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Bless the reading of God's word. Cool. So what is this scripture saying? What, what is the context of it? Funny enough, like we said, today is the day of Pentecost. This is literally the day of Pentecost hundreds of thousands of years ago. This is the time, the concept, the, the context context of the scripture and what has happened of course we probably know about the holy spirit invading the upper room and and people having tongues of fire speaking in unknown tongues and so what happens is that uh literally there's some men that are like what is happening these people must be drunk and peter stands up and he's like they're not drunk it's 9 a.m in the morning i mean why would they be drunk and so what he does is that he references this 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 thing that was told in the old testament to joel is it Joel, Joel? Um, back then, God spoke to him, to Joel, and, and Peter references this quote from Joel and what God spoke to him and says, hey, it's not that they're drunk. You have to understand that God said before that in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. It's not that, it's not that they're drunk. This is, this is what's supposed to happen. This is, this, is, this is part of the plan. This is part of the schedule. And so... When I started to think about that quote, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, or even just the fact that I will pour out, there's a lot of things that come to mind. But even as I was preparing, the first thing that I realized is that what God is essentially saying, and this is my title if you're taking notes, is that the cap is off. The cap is off. God is saying, I'm taking off the cap of what I usually pour out, and I'm letting it all go. There's no limitations anymore. I'm not giving out my spirit in doses anymore. It's all out. It's all out. There's no excuse anymore. The spirit is for everyone. God is saying, I'm going to pour out my spirit upon all flesh, even upon the maidservants. It's not about the masters anymore. Even the ones that serve the masters will receive the spirit. The cap is off. So, before I even go deep, I want us to define, first of all, what is the spirit, his spirit? I'll pour out my spirit, my spirit, my spirit. What is the spirit? Shout out to me. What do y'all think it is? Some of y'all know. What's the spirit? Uh, where did the Bible scholars go? Huh? Counselor? The third, okay. Uh-huh. Advocate, cool. Okay. Okay, all right, cool. All right, good, good, good. Okay, so we have a good idea, yeah. So when he's talking about his spirit, he's talking about the Holy Spirit, right? He's talking about the Holy Spirit, the third party of the Trinity, as Faith said. And, and you, I want you all to understand is that the Holy Spirit is co-equal to God. So he's not below God or above God. He's not below Jesus or above Jesus. They're co-equal. I like to say um, the Holy Spirit is part of the, the production we call the Trinity, and so just imagine your hand has five fingers. Just take two fingers off. Three fingers. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Your hand is still intact, right? So that's, that's what the Trinity is. They're not separated. So the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity. And so I want you all to realize that the Holy Spirit is not a thing. He's not like a thing. He's a person. So as he's not a human, he's a person. So just like you and I, he has feelings. He can be grieved. 
He has a will. He prays. He helps. He comforts. He's an advocate, right? He is a person. Don't think he's a far-off thing. <laughs> the next thing is that he is to be given out as a gift. So you can't buy the Holy Spirit. He has to be given. Like, there's, there's, I don't think there's a store called Holy Spirit Boutique. <laughs> and he's received by faith. By salvation, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. By salvation, we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Another thing I want you all to realize is that the Holy Spirit has always been here. He's always been there. When you read the Bible, he's been there from the very beginning. Genesis 1, 1 to 2, it says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. So two verses into the Bible, we already know the Holy Spirit is actually a thing. He exists. He is present. So that's out the way. That is what God's spirit is. When he says, I'm pouring out my spirit, this is what he's talking about. So why would God say in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh? Was he not pouring his spirit out before? Was he not pouring out his spirit before? He was. He actually was. But I want you to realize that God was pouring out his spirit in a very different way in the Old Testament. You see, God was pouring out his spirit upon very specific people. When we look at the scripture of 1 Samuel, you don't have to open it. I'll just, just write down 1 Samuel uh, 10, and I'm going to read scripture 1 and 6. 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel 10, 1 and 6. It says, this is Samuel anointing Saul. He says to him, then Samuel took a flask oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, it is, not because the, if it, it is, is it not because the Lord has anointed you commander over his inheritance? Verse 6, then the spirit of the Lord will come upon you and you will prophesy with them and be turned into another man. You see, God back then decided when the spirit was going to be used and who he wanted to pour it upon and who he wanted to empower. So whether that was going to be King David at certain points whether that was going to be Elijah at certain points, whether that was going to be Samson, God would periodically allow the Spirit to empower certain individuals for the cause to be, to, to be, to be done. And so his Spirit has been poured out before, but when we fast forward now to this day of Pentecost in the upper room, the focus now is not necessarily about God pouring out his Spirit. It's now about the all flesh. Say that. All flesh. All flesh. That is what is to be focused on now. All flesh. God is going to pour out his spirit upon all flesh. So what does that mean for you and I? Number one, the spirit of God is accessible. He's accessible. We get to carry the spirit of God within us. John 14, 15 and 17, this is Jesus speaking. He said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper who will stay with you forever. He is the spirit who reveals the truth about God. The world cannot receive him because it cannot see him or know him. But you know him because he remains with you and is in you. So Jesus is saying to his disciples, I'm going to send, there's going to be a spirit sent after me that you all can receive that will be within you. So now that the Spirit is being poured upon all flesh, everyone has access to him who believes. 
That's where I go to number two now. What does that mean for you and I? Everyone who believes can receive the Spirit. Everyone who can believe, whoever, everyone who believes can receive the Spirit. This is so different from the Old Testament because God would pick and choose specifically who received the Spirit, whether it was going to be a donkey or whatever it was. He got to pick and choose. But now what God is saying is that it doesn't matter if you're black, white, poor, rich, <laughs> disabled. If you believe in me, you can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is why many people were such in awe in the New Testament because what would happen is that the Jews were so confused on why the Gentiles were qualified to receive God. They thought they weren't worthy because they were uncircumcised or because they were uncircumcised. But God, what God wanted us to do in this new dispensation is let us all know that because there is a great need to make disciples of all nations, it means that everyone can be used now. Desperate times call for so God is saying, if I want to reach the ends of the earth, everyone has to be involved. But I want to focus on this aspect of everyone who believes can receive the spirit. Because as I was meditating on this, God was highlighting to me that why this is very important is that it takes out the me factor. The me factor. You see, anyone... To your left and your right, if they believe in God, has the ability to receive the Spirit of God. So I want you to say this to yourself, and I'm not trying to demean you, but just, just tell yourself, I'm not special. I'm not special. I'm not special. I know that you have the gifts. I know that you have the talents. I know that you've been called, etc. But I want you to realize that if you feel at any point that you're too good for God, there's somebody else that can take your place. No longer is it about, oh, Solomon do this. No longer is it about King David do this or Abraham or Moses. No, no, no. The person to your left is well equipped as well. Yeah. So it's not about you anymore because God is saying it does not matter. The moment you want to act out of character, the, I, I, love what, I love what happened in, even in the Old Testament because this shows the character of God. It shows that <laughs> the character of God because in the Old Testament, Elijah said to God that, oh, you know, there's, 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 I'm the only one. I'm the only one that is serving you. And God said, oh, there's many other people that are serving me as well. So imagine if that was God's stance back then. Imagine what it is now if you feel like you're the only one doing anything right now. God is saying that, oh, you're concerned because you think that the prayer ministry is riding on you? There's like four other people that I've been training that are ready to take your place. The spirit of God is within them. Whether I'm on the platform or whether I'm on the ground does not matter because any of y'all can be up here. Do not take these things for granted because God is ready to use anybody, anyone. We may be gifted, we may be talented, but realize that because God is pouring out his spirit on all flesh, that means anybody is going to be used. When God says, if you don't want to worship me, the rocks can worship me. If you don't want to praise me, trust me, I can get the rocks to praise me. God's got in the beginning... God didn't need Adam. He said, shoot, the water was coming up from the ground and watering itself. Understand that we are on this earth privileged to be used by God. It's by God's mercy that we're qualified to carry his glory. Matthew 28, 19 and 20. 
I love the scripture. Jesus says, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe things that I've commanded you. I am with you always and even to the end of the age. Understand this as a believer. All of us should know the scripture because that is why we are on this earth as believers, to make disciples. It's not for positioning. It's not for platform. It's not because we have it all together. It's not because, oh, we can preach this or because we can sing that or whatever. No, no, no. It's so that we can make disciples. Check your life. Are you making disciples? The gift that has been given to you, are you using it? 1 Timothy 1.12, I love how Paul always speaks because Paul, I believe, realized and understood that even though he was highly qualified to be the guy that was saying that, oh, I'm the master, I'm the only reason why God's, God, God's, God's message is being spread all around, he wasn't like that. He said, and I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Pride is killing this new generation, people. Pride is killing this new generation. You know what else is killing this new generation? is character. I promise you, if Paul didn't have the character, it would have disqualified his ministry. And, and how does this relate to the Holy Spirit, everyone? I want you to realize because we are carriers of the Holy Spirit, we're the temple so the thing is this you can do all you want to do when you come here but if you're something else at home your temple is unstable you're grieving the holy spirit (laughs) a lot of us think that grieving the holy spirit is just cursing the holy spirit oh no, no no that's not what it is i told you he has emotions he has feelings so the thing is, I love what it says in Ephesians. It says, Ephesians 4, 25 to 32, it says, No more lying then. Each of you must tell the truth to the other believer, because we are all members together in the body of Christ. If you become angry, do not let your anger lead you into a sin, and do not straight, stay angry all day. Don't give the devil a chance. If you use to rob, you must stop robbing and start working. In order to earn an honest living for yourself and be able to help the poor, do not use harmful words, but only helpful words. We kind that The kind that build up and provide what is needed so that what you need to do will be good. Sorry, whoa, that was a lot. <laughs> Let me, okay, there you go. It says, there you go. If you used to rob, you must start ro- stop robbing and start working in order to earn an honest living for yourself and to be able to help the poor. Do not use harmful words, but only helpful words. The kind that build up and provide what is needed so that what you say will do good to those who hear, to you, who hear you. Verse 30, and do not make God's Holy Spirit sad. That's an emotion, guys. It's an emotion. Do not make God's Holy Spirit sad. It's saying this, for the Spirit of God's, for the, for the Spirit is God's mark of ownership on you. So if the Holy Spirit is within you, it's a mark of ownership. It's God's ownership over you. He said, It's God's mark of ownership on you, a guarantee that the day will come when God will set you free. Get rid of all bitterness, passion, and anger. No more shouting or insults, no more hateful feelings of any sort. Instead, be kind and tenderhearted to one another and forgive one another as God has forgiven you through Christ. What is saying here, what Paul is saying is that you have to realize that it's highly important because, yes, the spirit is within you, but you have to change your ways. Your character has to match up. Yes, God is pouring out a spirit upon all of us, but make sure that you yourself are a good enough temple to carry the spirit.
So the next thing I want us to know is this. With all that being said, check yourself. Is the gift dormant in you? Are you misusing the gift for benefits of yourself? Because I want us to realize that the Holy Spirit is a great representation of God. It just shows us that God loves us. Understand that the Holy Spirit choosing being within you is God showing that he loves you. The fact that his son has left and he now says, you know what? I'm giving you an advocate and helper so you won't do this life alone. It shows that God wants to work through us. He wants to work through you. It would be a shame if he poured out his spirit upon all of us and he didn't empower us. But he's actually empowering us. He's actually empowering us this morning. And that's what I want us all realize is that God is ready to use all of us in this room. There's no mistake that we're starting this series on Pentecost Sunday. But I want you to realize that do not take the spirit for granted. Do not take the spirit for granted. Irreplaceable. <laughs> but understand, God wants to use all of us. Check your character. Even riding up this morning, I was checking my character. I was saying that, God, I don't have to be up here. You can use anybody. I don't have to be up here. It's not about the, the me talking or me sweating up here or me dressing, whatever. God, I, you can use anybody. It's not about me. What if we all just said, it's not about me, and we just allow the Holy Spirit just to work through us? Let's just stand up right now. You can stand up right now. And I want us to just pray a few prayers, even as I close. The first prayer I want us to pray real quick is that, Heavenly Father, God, if I've taken your spirit for granted, forgive me. If I've misused, misrepresented, tried to use your Holy Spirit, what you've empowered me with for gain, for my own personal gain, forgive me, Heavenly Father, God. Lord, if pride has seeped in, forgive me, God. Heavenly Father, forgive me. If I've even grieved the Holy Spirit, God, forgive me. With my attitude, the way I treat other people, God, how can I be a carrier of you, carry your glory, carry your spirit within me, and I treat people so badly, Heavenly Father God, forgive me. moment, I want us to just bow our heads right now. There's some people who are watching online or in person that may want to rededicate their life to Christ, 
come back into relationship with Christ. Or for some of us who may want to start a new walk with Christ. You've heard what's been said. Maybe you realize that you've mishandled the gift for a long time. Maybe you realize that pride has seeped in. Maybe you realize that it's been all about you. Today, I believe that God wants to give you an opportunity to come into relationship or come back into relationship. So at this moment, what I want to do is that I want all of us to say this together. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Help me to know you better. As I accept you today, take over my heart and dwell in me. Forgive me of my old ways and help me to change the person you want me to be. I love you, Lord, and I proclaim that you are my God. In Jesus' name. Thank you for tuning in to the Gap Church Podcast. We hope this message blessed you. If you made that choice to give your life to Christ, congratulations, we celebrate you. Don't forget to text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Again, text SAVED to 817-382-2244. Thank you so much and have a blessed week.